for uh, youth camp. We're doing really good, I want you guys to know, on finances as, as far as those fundraisers. And I believe that what's lacking is going to come in this weekend, so that's why we have stuff kind of everywhere. Uh, Friday night and Saturday, it'll be going on here. So if you want to help, see Claudia, please, and um, just come be here and, and, and help. Or if you still have some stuff that you can bring um, that, that you're not using that we could sell, um, we'll take it. And uh, just be praying with us that God will bring in uh, every dime that we need so it can be complete and we won't have to worry about it anymore and, and all those kids can go to camp. Amen? Also, uh, next Wednesday night, we're going to have to do something quite rare. Um, I don't believe we've ever had to cancel a Wednesday night service, but my daughter, who's kind of special to me, at least, amen, I know she's special to everyone, is graduating high school, amen, and it's at a, at a weird time, 7 o'clock, so um, I know that everybody, at least it's in leadership for sure, is, is going to want to be there, so we're going to actually cancel the entire service uh, next Wednesday night, so you know, there'll be no service at all, doors will be shut, um, and there'll be a sign on there. And so if you usually come on Wednesday nights, we'd love for you to go over and shout when her name's called. Amen. It'll be right off the beginning. Andrews. Amen. Um, and uh, Ryan graduates the following Wednesday, but his is at 5. So it's going to be an easier time. We don't have to cancel the service for it. So we'd love you to support the two, two that are graduating these next couple weeks from high school. Amen. All right. Well, get your, your Bibles open to Isaiah chapter 60. Isaiah chapter 60. As you're getting there, give me an amen when you get to verse, verse 1 of Isaiah chapter 60. And as you can see up here tonight, I want to talk about the fact that we are the light of the world. Amen. Chris, there's a little hiss in the monitor just to let you know. Everybody there? Isaiah chapter 60. How many are ready for a challenge tonight? How many like to be challenged? I like, I like messages that challenge me. So I want to challenge you. This is our Wednesday night uh, service, and so I believe that uh, we're, we're a group that can be challenged. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 says, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. What an amazing verse, amen? The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people but the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you the Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising lift up your eyes all around and see they all gather together they come to you Father, thank you for this word. It is prophetic tonight. Lord, in this place for these next few minutes, challenge us to believe. Lord God, that Isaiah, thousands of years ago, was not only challenging his generation, but more than anything, the day that we're living in today, where there is darkness abounding all around. And Lord, you've called us to be a light in this place tonight. And we ask that you'd just allow us to focus on your word for a few minutes. Lord, that there would be no distractions, that we would not be worried about tomorrow or anything that needs to be done even after service, but our minds would be arrested for a few moments in this place as your word is spoken to us. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. I'm just going to read a few verses tonight, just a few places, but I believe they're going to bless you. And I want to read this one more time, and I want you to take this challenge. I want you to think about what Isaiah was doing 
2,700 years ago as he was prophesying forward to a day when it would be so dark. How many believe we're living in days that are dark today? How many believe just looking at what's going on? Uh, I just have been amazed. I said this last week about it. It seems like every single day uh, there's a police officer that's being shot in our nation. And it's not to say that's never happened before, um, but there's a lawlessness that's going on. And, and that's not about who's right or who's wrong. It's the fact that their authority and their law, and that's happening a lot. And we see darkness in every area. And it's not a gloomy thing. to say. I'm not saying this to bring doom and gloom. I'm saying it because it's a fact. And Isaiah said this would happen. If you look at verse 2, he says, deep darkness would come upon the people. Basically, he's saying that people would be deep darkness. And he says, but... How many love the butts of the Bible? Amen. He says, but the Lord will arise over you. Amen. He will arise over you and over me and his glory will be seen upon you. That's a good thing to underline right there in your Bible. Amen. His glory shall be seen upon you. I want you to focus on that for just a minute. His glory shall be seen upon you. I, I'm always telling you and reminding you, we don't understand. I know many times I don't understand. I can't grasp or conceive in my mind or understand how amazing it is that the God of this universe knows us and wants to use us and wants to uh, uh, put his power through us. Amen. And so we know tonight in the dark world, the dark world needs light. And so this prophetic word, this would be a good, a good chapter and verses here for you to read on a frequent basis. To challenge yourself and to remind yourself that yes, every time you think, man, this world's so dark, you can say, yes, it is. But arise and shine for the light of Jesus Christ has come. Amen. And his glory is rising upon us tonight. And it says the Gentiles, what are Gentiles? All that don't believe. All that are not Jewish, gener, gen, uh, Jewish uh, descent, all those that don't have the, the truth, will, it says, will come to your light. Your light. That's personal. Tell the person next to you, your light. Amen. Your light. This is something that's, it's not, it's not somebody else. It's me. It's you. It's us tonight. We have a challenge from God. And he says that he's going to use us and he's going to gather them together and they'll come to us. But what is it that's going to draw those people? His presence, his glory, and his light. His presence, his glory, and his light. I want you to go to Matthew chapter 5. I want you to read this with me tonight. This is really the text, Matthew chapter 5. As you're getting there, give me an amen. I want to run through this really quick because I want you to think about this and see this tonight. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. Here, so we hear the challenge of Isaiah, and now we're going to hear the challenge of our King and our Lord, Jesus. Amen? He's going to tell us something here right now. And, and this, is a, this is something that you need to understand. You need to, you need to digest this tonight. This needs to get down in your spirit. Let's start in 13, actually. He says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? Now look at verse 14. You are the light of the world. You are are the light. Now I want you to look at me and I'm going to point at you 
with fingers pointing back at me, you are the light of this world. You. Too many times we, we say, so-and-so is going to do it. God will use so-and-so. God will use that person. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. And yes, I'm pointing at you. And if you think I'm not pointing at you, I'm pointing at you. And if you're trying to look somewhere else, I'm still pointing at you. I'm pointing at you, and I'm not going to take time to make sure I point at everybody, but I am. You are the light of the world. Amen. Now point at me and tell me I'm the light of the world. Amen. That was a little more convincing. There's so many of you. Amen. I believe. But you and I and us are the light of the world. And so Isaiah says that there's going to be a time of darkness where he's going to use people to bring his glory and his presence upon us and that our light's going to shine. And then in and John 8, don't go there for time, but John 8 says, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. So what that means is, is when I accept Jesus Christ in my heart and I believe with all my heart that he is who he says he is and I get saved and I'm born again, then now Jesus, who is the light of the world, now lives inside of me. So if you are a believer tonight, now I'm not, I didn't say if you're here and you're religious, I didn't say if you're here and you attend church or you sometimes read the Bible or sometimes pray, if you have been born again, and you believe Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and rose from the dead and he's sitting on the right hand of the Father and he's coming again, then you are saved and you are born again. And the Bible says Jesus, who is the light of the world, now lives inside of you. And the way the world is going to know who Jesus is, is you. Not somebody else, you. Because you're going to go places tomorrow for school and work that others won't go. And God's got people for you to touch and to reach that others can't reach. So you are the light of the world. And many times, here's the problem. This is what I want to hit home tonight. We hear a message like this, and we don't understand how global it is. We think, come on, we're in Denton, Texas. Come on, who am I? What can I do? How can I be the light of the world? Well, the reason you can be the light of the world is because Jesus says you are. That's good enough reason for me. I don't need another reason. Jesus says you are the light of the world. I say, okay, Jesus, I believe you. I accept that challenge. I am the light of the world because you live inside of me. What does he go on to say? Do they light a lamp and put it under a basket? No, but on a lampstand. And gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Told you I was going to challenge you. That's the challenge. That we would understand that if we believe Jesus is in us and the light of Jesus is in us, but many times, what can we do? We can cover up the light. We can hide the light. If you were raised in church in the last 20 years, 30 years, and you went to Sunday school, you learned the, one of the most famous songs ever. This little light of mine, I'm going to what? Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. Come on, help me out. Hide it under a bushel. I'm going to let it shine. How's, how's it finished? I think there's more to it. Is that it? 
Don't let Satan, I knew I could get Sunday school teacher to help us out. Don't let Satan and then do it out. You got the door. I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. So that's old song that we learned growing up, but so true. But because it's an old song growing up, we don't understand the capacity of it. We, we think, oh, that's a kid's thing. That's, that's a pretty little song. But Jesus, the creator of the universe, says in his word, you are the light of this world. What a responsibility. That's why this is a challenge, because that is a great responsibility. That Jesus says, I'm going to get this world saved, and I'm going to use my angels, and I'm going to go down and do it myself. No, he says, you are the light of the world. You. You. You and I. He says, I'm going to use human beings who are flawed, human beings who make mistakes, but I just need some human beings to understand that I am the light, and if they'll just let the world see me in them, then they will change. Amen. So we have to take off the things around us that could cause us to miss God and miss uh, who he is in us by covering him up. Sometimes we can cover him up by being ashamed. He says, if you deny me before man, I'll deny you before my father. He says, I can't have you be ashamed of me. I need you to be bold. I need you to believe. And I need you to, to be not ashamed of me. And I need you to say, Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I need you to speak that out of your mouth so that the light of Jesus shines. Sometimes we fail because we don't love like Jesus loves. And you say, well, I can't love like Jesus loves. You're right. But you can have Jesus help you. When it becomes more of Jesus and less of us, that's when our light shines the brightest. The more we open up and, and become uh, transparent with God, the more our light will shine. The more people will see the darkness around the world, but they'll see a light shining. And guess what? In darkness, listen closely, in darkness, light attracts people. When it is really dark, a little light shines really bright. And it stands out. And if somebody's looking for light and they're in the darkness, they're going to run to the light. We are, according to Isaiah and according to Jesus, that light. We are the bonfire. We are the flashlight. We are the light in the darkness. We are that person. But we've got to let Jesus shine out of us tonight. Amen? Amen. The way we do that, and I want to begin to close right here. And see, I told you it's going to be simple. I want you to see this. First John chapter 2, if you'll go there. Is we... Do not allow the world to put our light out. Amen? I'm, I'm going to do a quick little illustration. It's going to take a couple minutes to get it ready. But go ahead and go to 1 John chapter 2. Give me an amen when you're there. 1 John chapter 2. Verse 15, how can I let my light shine? By not letting the world outshine my light. Okay? So tonight, for a minute, for the first time ever probably, I'm going to give you permission to use your cell phone. Amen. Some of y'all just got excited. But don't do it yet. Just hold it in your hand. Put it face down on your lap if you have it out. 
And I want to just give a quick illustration. We have a great building for this. When, when I turn the lights off, it gets real dark. I know that every morning when I come in here, it's pitch dark. But I want you to think about something, because a lot of times we think, my light is not very bright. My light doesn't do much. So don't, don't freak out. Don't turn your lights on. Just, just, just watch this. And we have a little bit of sun coming in, unfortunately. But watch this. It's real dark up here, right? You can't see me at all. Somebody's got their phone not covered up good. I see light. There we go. You're like, I'm not supposed to be in the dark. So this is our world. This is what the world looks like without us. Sometimes we think, what can my little light do? What can my little life do in this vast, humongous world? Now you can see me. Right? Do you see me? You're getting ahead of the game there. Turn your phone around. There we go. I'm supposed to be the only light right now. All right. See me? There's a little light around here. I can walk around this place. I can put this down. The Bible says the, light, the Bible is the lamp unto my feet. So even in darkness, I can be the only one. Only one doing what I'm supposed to do in the Bible. Look at this. Tell, tell, take me. I can go everywhere I want in darkness because the, the word of God is leading me everywhere I go. And where I go with the word, it follows me. And, and where I go, it lights up things around. See, you can begin to see because I'm walking around you. You can begin to see what's going on because light is following me. The word of God, my light, is, is doing something in this place. You see that? And so if someone was searching for light... This would be attractive. If somebody wants to be in darkness, they're not, this isn't going to attract them. But if someone's looking for light, they're going to be pulled to this. And I can put it up and I can, I can, I can do quite a bit with one light. But a lot of times we think, what, what is my little light? Now I want a couple of you, just, just, just a couple to turn your phones on. First two to do it. Here we go, put it up. One more back there in the back. We need flashlights. If you have a flashlight, there's one back in the back. Shine it up. Okay, right there. It's more than a couple, but it's okay. See how quickly we can begin to light up? And it's all in different places. And sometimes this is how we are in our walk with God. We think, what is my little light doing? But when we become, become collective... And we all begin to do what we're supposed to do. Now, if you're here and you have a phone and you have a flashlight, I want you to turn it on. Anybody here? And face it up. Look how bright the sky gets. Look how much easier it is in here to see. I'm, I'm trying to keep, make you put it up because you'll blind someone otherwise. Put it like that, it kind of blinds you. Woo, that's a pretty looking woman right there. <laughs> oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Just happened to be in that section. Amen. See, see how bright it got in here all of a sudden? This is, this is what we can do when we, when we become the light that Jesus wants us to be. It still, it still seems not super bright, right? But let's all turn them off again and watch how dark it gets. Close your eyes. 
keep them closed. I'm giving you fair warning. You can open them whenever you want. Simple example. But isn't that what we think a lot of times? What is my little light? But when we collectively all begin to shine our lights, it makes a difference. But it also, you know what it also shows too? It also, in a way, maybe today you didn't bring your, you didn't have your phone on, you didn't bring it in. That that was your your feeling of, man, I feel left out. I didn't have a light to shine. And sometimes we, we tend to leave our light covered up or leave our light at home. And church, we can't leave our light at home. We can't take a week off. We can't take a day off. We can't say, well, you know what? I, I've been shining for quite a while. I'm going to go ahead and turn it off this week. It don't matter if you go on vacation. It doesn't matter if you go you take a few days off of work. It doesn't matter if you're at a hobby. It doesn't matter if you're at the gym. It doesn't matter if you're just in the car by yourself. Everywhere you go, you take your light. Amen. Everywhere you go. Because it shines. And, and it's going to help somebody and somebody. Listen, every day, tonight when we go out of here and tomorrow when you go into this world, although the sun's going to rise and it's going to be bright outside, spiritually, I want you to remember what it was like in here when it's pitch dark. Because that's what the world looks like spiritually. And if we don't turn our lights on, that's, that's what the world sees. You know what they see? Hopelessness. They say, man, what, what hope do I have? I'll never get out of this. I'm lost. It's dark. But if they see a little light come on, one little light gives hope. Because they think, if that person can have light, maybe I can have light. But if they never see light, they're going to stay in their hopelessness. We can be the light. We can be the example. We can, we can let Christ's light shine. And this is what Isaiah is saying here. So 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 tells us how to keep our light shining. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. In other words, it's of darkness. And the world is passing away. And the lust of it, watch this, but he who does the will of God abides forever. Amen. So you say, I, I'm, I'm not worried, although it is awesome when other people have their light shining. I don't wake up in the morning worrying about anybody else's lamp. I can pray for my wife and my daughter, so this is my first responsibility. I can pray for you as a church. I can pray for leaders. I can pray for our body. I can pray for other pastors. But I, I cannot be concerned about anybody else's lamp if I don't have my lamp on. I need to make sure my lamp's on, and I need to make sure my lamp is burning bright, and I need to make sure there's nothing in my life that is causing my lamp not to burn and not to burn to fullness. How many can see that if, if I were to put this on again, and, and it's the, because here's the thing, the light of Jesus, until we get to a place, which is a whole other sermon, where we have walked away from Christ, not him from us, his light is in us. But too many times, that light, the light of Jesus doesn't go out, ever. 
When the light is not shining bright in your life, it's you. It's you covering it up. The light's on right now, but you can't see it. So what good does it do to be on? I need to make sure that I remove anything from my life that is in the way of Jesus' light shining bright. And that's why we wake up in the morning and we say, Lord, and I've always used this example, take, take the Holy Spirit, your, the, the flashlight of your Holy Spirit, and put it inside my heart. Because what do we know about what the Bible says about the heart? It's wicked. It's dark. So I've got to make sure that I'm not letting anything clutter the, the light of Jesus in my heart. And then... I say, Holy Spirit, search the inward parts of my life. Look way, way down deep in the places that I can't see on the, on the, on the surface. And show me, though. If I were to walk around again tonight and, and turn the lights off again, and, and if I were to look at this floor generally like this, it would look pretty decent. It's painted, it's waxed, it's pretty. But if I got this flashlight and I began to walk around with the flashlight like this in the dark with this light, it would begin to pull out imperfections. A lot of times that's kind of how we see our life. We see our life in general good because God is good. But what God really wants us to do is he wants us to go and he wants us to search and say, he, he wants to say, hey, there's, there's an area of your life that, that's not where I want it to be. But we have to allow him to put his light on it. So we have to try to live our, our lives in a way where our hearts are humble and we're saying, God, I want you. Here's the key. I want you to come in and I want you to not just live, but I want you to abide and I want you to shine and I want you to show me any area of my life where, where I'm covering up your light in any way. And, and sometimes we can do that and we can get it totally removed and we can be shining bright and then a situation can happen. Life can happen. Something can happen to us. An unforgiveness can come in. Some anger can come in. Uh, a temptation can come in. We can fall in temptation and sin, and, and it'll cover it back up again. And if we're not careful, it'll stay that way. We have to continually, every day, be peeling off anything that's of this world. Because how many know tomorrow when you wake up and you go into your day, the world is going to try to get on you? Right? The world's going to try to get on you. So 2 Corinthians 6, let's close here and end here. Second Corinthians 6, how can I make sure my light is shining? There was a little, I forgot the name, because I'm so good with names. It started with an E, but there was this little um, furry white animal that can't stand to be dirty. And the way that the, um, the wolves would catch this animal, what is it? That sounds right, yes. Ermit, Ermit with an E or Germit? Furman with an F? Ermin, Ermin. It was an E then, right? All right, thank you, that's it. Ermin. This little cute little fluffy white little animal cannot stand to be dirty. But the way his, his, his uh, prey catches him is they'll go to where he lives and they'll they'll blood stain and dirty up the entrance and that ermine will get there he'll run from them to go home to safety and see the dirt and see the blood and see the stains and will not go in his house and he'll die he will he rather die than go in there and be safe
That's a fact. That's the kind of purity that we need to have in our lives. That even if we have to die, even if we have to lose everything, we're not going to go into that place of compromise. We're not going to get our, our, our washed, blood-washed bodies, our blood-washed lives dirty in the sin of this world. We're, that, that's the thing that sometimes, church, we don't take the temptations and the sins of this world serious enough we, that we would say, no, I'm, I will die over going in there and compromising my walk. That's the challenge that God has for us, that we would be conscious of that every day. And, and, and it doesn't mean that if I fail, I'm done and I've lost. No, it means I have the attitude of I'm not going to compromise. And this is kind of what 2 Corinthians 6 says. It'll be the last verses here. It says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? What communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? Now, obviously, this is not about witnessing. This is about intimacy and friendships and, and hanging out and doing things they do and those types of things. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God, as God has said. I will dwell. Look at this. If you don't believe Jesus is in you and he's the light, I will dwell what? In them. And walk among them. I will be their God. And they shall be my people. So what does he tell us to do? How do we let our light shine? Look at these verses right here. Come out from among them. And be separate. That's what we're always talking about with the new believers. Is you have to, you have to cut ties. This does not mean that you stop talking to somebody. This does not mean that you don't witness to somebody. This is where you don't go do the things you used to do with the people you used to do it with and how you used to do it. You cut ties and you say, I, that's no longer me. I can't hang around that anymore because I'm, and it's not like you're going to be able to just, I'm light and you're darkness. They're not going to take that too well. But it's the truth. I can't, I can't hang out with you anymore because you are dark and I'm light. Therefore, <laughs> thus says the Lord. <laughs> Amen. That's not the idea. That's not going to work. But you can make a decision to come out from them and be separate. Jesus says you live in the world, but you're not of the world. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. I'll be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Amen. Musicians, you can come. Come out from them. Be separate. Don't touch what is unclean. I will receive you. God has a standard for us. He, he wants us. To, how, many, how many grasp tonight at least the visual of, of the light and, and how we have to keep stuff off us for it to shine? That's the key. You know, when you, when you turned it over on your lap, it was still on. But it wasn't shining in the direction it's supposed to shine. And there's an example in itself. We're not called to have the light of Jesus and keep it to ourselves. It's to shine for the world to see. And, and if, if there's too much darkness in this world tonight, it's not just because there's too much darkness, it's because the church is not being the light that we need to be. 
we're failing. We always have to come back and say, God, it's, it's me. I'm the problem. I'm the problem. I'm not letting my light shine. And, and, and what we do, here's another thing to help you tonight. Kind of tying in these last two verses we looked at, two areas. Is trying to, trying, because you are going to make mistakes. God knows that. But trying to try to live your life in a way that you're transparent. What does that mean? That means that if I, if I do something, regardless of what it is, and I have to hide it, it's not God. That makes sense? Something I have to say, something I do, something I, uh, I, I act upon, whatever it is, if I have to hide it, that's not being transparent. That's not that. Everything we do should be out in the light. You know why? Because if we, what we don't understand is eventually it will be. Our, our, our works will be exposed. And so we need to wake up in the morning. We need to pray. We need to be in the word. We need to say, Lord, I understand that you have given me an amazing responsibility. A good one, though. Not taking it in a bad way. An amazing responsibility. And you've loved me enough that you would let me be part of your team to get people saved, to be a light to this world. And I'm going to take my, my part real, real serious. And I'm going to make sure that my bulb never goes out. And I'm going to make sure that nothing's covering my light. And I'm going to keep everything off of my light. And I'm going to make sure that you shine. And, and, and I'm going to make sure that you get glory for everything that you do in my life that's good. Kind of going back to Matthew, he said, he says, let your light so shine before men so they may see your good works and what? Glorify God who's in heaven. That should be our ultimate goal. That someone looks at our life and says, man, there's, I see God in you. I see Jesus in you. Because that's who they should see. When we're, when we're selfish, when we're busy, when we're uh, in sin, when we're walking in weakness, when we're walking in darkness, when we're walking according to the flesh and not according to the spirit, they can't see Jesus. They just see us. If they see us, we're in trouble. And it doesn't matter how good you are. It's, it's you removing yourself so that his light can shine. Amen. Father, thank you for your word tonight. I accept the challenge to try my very best every day to keep any and everything off of my life that would cover the light of Jesus. Through Isaiah 60, through Matthew chapter 5, you tell us that we are a city on a hill. We are the light of the world. God, what a privilege that is tonight. We ask you tonight to speak to our hearts and, and Lord, this is a challenge to, to say, God, I, I respect and honor the, the responsibility that you've given me to be light in this dark world. And although sometimes the devil tries to tell me that my light is not very bright, we saw tonight that in the midst of great darkness, our light shines bright. And it lights our path. And it gives others light. But they have to come be by us to see, the, to see the path. And that's the whole idea, is that we would draw men unto you through our lives. That people would see us in a way and they would say, I want what that person has. I see the peace of God. I see the love of God. 
I see the compassion of God. I see the realness of God in their life. Religious people will never let their light shine. Religious people will cover up their light with, with, with works and with, with selfishness and with, with, with that, that self-righteousness. But when we peel away us, His light shines. His light shines. How many tonight could say, Pastor, I'm not saved? If I died tonight, if, if the lights went out in my life and I passed into eternity, I don't know where I'd spend eternity. I don't know where I'd go. And let me tell you something, eternity is a long time. Longer than our minds can even imagine. And there is no second chance. There is no, it's not biblical that there's a place of purgatory, a place that the soul goes and rests and waits. It's not biblical that a, that a person dies and comes back in another life. It's not biblical. The Bible says one time we die and then we stand before a living God and we give an account. And the Bible says, Jesus said himself, the, one that said, the same one that said, I'm the light of the world, said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life, and no one, comes under the Father except through me. How many could be honest with God tonight? Say, I need Jesus. I need to be born again. I need to accept him into my heart. Would you just raise your hand and put it right back down? I want to pray for you tonight. I want you to know that you're going to heaven. Amen. I want you to know that you're saved. Maybe you're here and you're backslidden. You at one point in your life knew the Lord, but you have ran you have turned away, gone back to your old ways. You're doing things that you know you're not supposed to do. You're going places you know you're not supposed to go. You, as, as 1 John 2 says, love the world. That's where you need to talk to God tonight. And you need to say, Lord, I'm coming back. I'm coming back to you. I'm going to come back and, and I'm going I'm to live for you every day of my life. As we stand tonight, the, the challenge for all of us is, Lord, Help me let my light shine. God, give me your compassion. God, give me your love. God, give me your, your push. God, help me to take one day at a time and wake up every day and say, Lord, I'm going to let my light shine. I'm going to let my light shine so that men will see my good works and glorify you. Amen. Take the challenge tonight. Find a place to pray. It's Wednesday night. It's early still. Let's take a few minutes and pray. And, 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 and say, Lord, remove from me anything in my life that's causing my light not to shine in the way that you want it to. In Jesus' name. Every secret, every shame, every fear, and every pain. Yeah.